from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Welcome back to The Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Yes, if you're saying to yourself, am I hearing a zipper? You are. But I assure you, it's to a little tote that's got my pens and things in it, my index cards. Nothing untoward ever happening on the joy of booking, especially when it is Battle of the Brandon time. Uh, It is week 19 out of 50. So we are not yet halfway. This is the go-home show to Extreme Rules, which is the pay-per-view that will be happening uh, next week 20 for us. Got to have some beverage. Um, I have already done the show. Sometimes I do it live. Um Sometimes I book the show and even simulate the show, and I'm just reporting after. I'm a news site. I'm a wrestling journalist. I got the scoops with a Z, and I'll have a meltdown in a bit. If you just wait enough, I'll melt down and insult somebody's parentage or accuse their family of being, you know, bad people or whatever it is ringside news is up to lately. That gives you a snapshot of time and place as to when I am recording this. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. It's cold, actually. Uh, I didn't bring my phone in here, uh, but when I checked about an hour ago, it felt like, the feels like, was negative 26 here uh, in my fair uh, little Glen, not Glen Abbott, my Glen, my Hamlet, my village. Um, yeah, it's cold. It was cold yesterday. It's even colder today. I don't know that I will leave the house. I'm recording uh, in a room where the heat isn't the best, so it's already cold. I'm cold already, and I've been sitting here for two minutes or so. Um, but the show has been booked and, uh, I'm going to walk you through it and let you know what's been going on, uh, in the world of Raw and SmackDown. And we begin, of course, with Raw, but I hope you're well. I hope those you love are doing well. I'm doing well. I'm feeling good. Got the spaceship, paid for it, registered it, paid my taxes like a good person does. Um, you know, eh. It's weird. I spent a lot of time in my younger days. I grew up, we'll get to the show, but I'm in the mood to to pontificate. And so this may be a little pontificast. Um, I grew up in a middle class household. Uh, I would would venture to say, having heard the stories, uh, we started out my childhood in a lower middle class household. My parents bought a, you know, a house for $65,000. Um, it was 200 plus years old. It was falling apart. Uh, dirt basement that you couldn't stand up straight in. You had to hunch over when you were doing work in the basement. Um, you know, it, it the parts of the house existed uh, during the Revolutionary War. Um, you know, I lived on the main road in the town I grew up in. So... Uh, There is historical record 
of George Washington and many other Revolutionary War generals um, going to the town I grew up in. Um, so we can assume they took the road I lived on. We can assume uh, that it's possible that the house I grew up in, it's very likely that the house I grew up in, um, George Washington rode a horse past on his way into town, which is very cool. Um, but it was not a great house. My parents worked tirelessly to fix it up and make it um, a wonderful place to grow up. Um, so we began in lower middle class. There was a year where my parents had to return their Christmas presents to each other because they did not have enough money um, to afford everything. So they gave me my presents, but returned their presents for each other. Uh, I believe the story goes family members heard about that and went out and bought the presents back so that my parents could have a nice Christmas. Um, you know, I know what layaway is. There were things purchased on layaway. Um, and then through, again, hard work, uh, my parents both have um, to this day, my dad at 75, my mom at 68. Uh, my parents have a, a strong work ethic. Both of them worked their way up. Um, mom put her career on hold um, to help raise me. Um, so she could have been, had a better career as a nurse. Um, but instead, she took different jobs in order to be home when I was home or whatever. Uh, my dad worked his way up to being a health inspector for the state. Um, and so by the time I left for college, I would say that we had moved from lower middle class to possibly, depending on your definitions, upper middle class. Um, but I was not good with money. Uh, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time in college working, um, you know, at the campus bookstore and spending more than I had. Um, I spent a lot of time, and again, this is college where you have safety net upon safety net upon safety net. Uh, but there were times where I had single dollars in my bank account trying to figure out how I was going to make it to the next paycheck. Again, I was at school. I wasn't paying for school at the time, so I had food. It was a matter of, you know, Oh, I can't go to the store and buy, you know, some frozen buffalo wings and a three-liter bottle of soda. Um, you know, and, and now, thanks to the beautiful woman in the other room, that would be my wife, don't get weird. Um, you know, now uh, I was able to pay for the car in cash. I was able to pay for the, the taxes and all of that. I have some money left over. Um... I'm out of debt. I paid off all my student loans. I paid off my previous car loan, so I am debt-free. And I understand that is, uh, I believe, a rarity uh, in, in America. We live in a society that encourages you to accumulate debt. They want you to be uh, owing money and, and constantly trying to get out from under. But it's a very cool feeling, I will say. Um, you know, having spent a lot of time living paycheck to paycheck to be in a position where I no longer have to, um, is a very nice feeling. So I'm feeling a little grateful this morning. 
I suppose, is is the the moral of the story is, is I am grateful for the things I have and I'm grateful for you. I am grateful for you. And it's flipping cold in here. So let's get to the booking. Uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, Brandon Banks show. He has been in second place um, the whole time, but that's okay. It's only been 19 weeks. He's got 31 weeks to try to catch up. I will say, spoiler, spoilers, he gained more fans than I did this week. I'll tell you that. Would you like to know that? I'll tell you that. He gained more fans. Um, he had two emails. Uh, Tim Burr, the wrestling lumberjack, uh, wants a match with Walter Gunther. Thinks it'll be great. Brandon Banks, being the nice GM that he is, said, sure, I'll let you get the crap chopped out of you. Walter will chop you down like one of those trees you chop. Uh, and then the other one was from Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor would like to uh, team up with Rey Mysterio. Whew, I'm in a weird mood today, friends. Buckle in. Uh, Finn Balor would like to team with Rey Mysterio. And uh, Brandon Banks smartly uh, agreed to let that happen as well. Uh, his GM goal, Hunter, Terror Rising, wants him to uh, rest his champions, which is an awkward thing to ask you to do the week before a pay-per-view. That's a weird flex from Hunter to be like, hey, don't use any of your champions the week before a pay-per-view. Uh, but he, you get free arena booking if you do it, so he he did it. Um, he bought a health spa card, smart move on his part. He is coming from a position of financial power, having uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars more than I do in the war chest. He bought a health spa card. He released Tyler Bate, the big strong boy. He released him. I might have to pick him up. He might fit on SmackDown. I don't know. Uh, and he signed Tommaso Ciampa. So Tommaso Ciampa now part of the Raw roster. Uh, his first match, Dewdrop versus Alexa Bliss in a tables match. Since I've already done the booking, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what happened. Um, Dewdrop versus Alexa in a tables match. Alexa wins the tables match. 3.5 stars. Great way to open the show. Level 4 rivalry, which is what you want. You want a level 4 rivalry before a pay-per-view. So he's got it. Uh, Alexa and Dewdrop, level 4 rivalry. Great way to open the show. Rowdy Roddy Piper calls out Riddle Von Eric in an excellent promo, bumping that rivalry up to a level three. Very good. Then we get a tag match fulfilling one of his uh, GM obligations. Finn Balor and Rey Mysterio taking on the team of Riddle and the newly acquired Tommaso Ciampa. Seems like a lovely match. I'd watch the heck out of that match. And I'm not particularly fond of Riddle Von Eric. Three stars. No rivalries, but I don't think that match was really to get a rivalry. You know, uh, both of us, both Mr. Banks and myself this week, uh, did some things to fulfill some GM obligations, um, less concerned over whether it advances feuds or anything like that. Just wait till you hear some of the ridiculous stuff that I did this week. Man, it's cold. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott called out Jordan Devlin in a good promo. Now, this is where, if I had to nitpick... If I had to pick the nits, this is where I would go, you know, Brando, maybe not the best choice. 
Um, the reason why is this feud is already stale. I know it's stale because I've told them that it's stale. And also, to go along with that, it's already a level four rivalry. There's no way to make it better. Um, now, I might have done something like that. No, I didn't. But I, I'm sure at some point in the past I have put something there. I probably would have, in that case, done either a self-promo for either one of those two or some advertising or some charity work. Use the spot. Boost up their popularity. Make yourself some money. Get yourself some fans. Um, maybe that would have helped because the promo was good, but when you go to the the match listings afterwards, instead of saying that, oh, it's now a level three, it's a level four, it literally said the fans are tired of this rivalry. So I assume what Banks will do is at the pay-per-view, he'll blow it off, maybe use one of his mid-card matches, blow it off, finish the rivalry, and then he can release Swerve, give him to me, he could release Devlin, I don't want him, or he could, you know, turn one of them do something else with those two uh, talents. Um, but again, is it a big deal? No, but that would be, this is more of what I'm saying is, this is a very good show. Mr. Banks booked a very good show. I have a blanket. Why am I not wearing the blanket? Let me put on this blanket. Um, Mr. Banks booked himself a very good show. This was the one spot that I was like, that's a little odd. Uh, Walter versus Tim Burr getting all his GM obligations out of the way. Uh, he wanted to run in here. Gunther McGurder, the wrestling construction worker, running in to help Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion. He did so good at that Rumble. Oh. Oh. Kudos to WWE for booking that where I actually thought Gunther was going to win. I was hoping and praying for a swerve the whole time. And we got to the end, and I was like, oh, my God, they're going to do it. They're going to shoot him to the moon, and they're going to have him eliminate Cody. Didn't work out that way, and that is okay. Um, early favorite to win the 2024 Royal Rumble is Mr. Gunther. Um, so Walter versus Tim Burr. It's a 2.5-star match. Again. That's fine. You put it in the mid-card. 2.5 stars is fine. Mid-card matches, according to all I can figure out from the metrics of the game, from the mechanics of the game, don't really matter. And you met your GM goal. Sometimes that's what you got to do. Uh, King Booker cut a self-promo, which, of course, was excellent. He's King Booker. King Booker. And then main event, tables match, Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a tables match. 2.5 stars. Level three rivalry. So, which is weird that that's only 2.5 stars. It's a gimmick match. It's a rivalry match. I have issue with the metric here. I have issue with the metric. Um, it should be higher. So, you know, a little weak for a main event, not Brandon Banks' fault. This should have been better. I'm more saying from the scope of it, you want your opener and your main event to be the high points. Um, that wasn't the case here. I'm not going to go into the details. I'll book my show, then we'll go back and go the details. I did tell you, however, um, that Banks got more fans. Technically true. All right, let's move over to Smacky Downey. 
Uh, Ricochet is tired of teaming with Kofi Kingston. I love this. Ricochet, tired of teaming with Kofi Kingston, blames Kofi for why they're losing, and he wants a singles match to prove that Kofi's the weak link of the team. I love this. Um, When this team ended, I assumed I would release Ricochet and then put New Day back together. If if this goes the way I think it's going to go, and I have a fixed match card so it can go however I want it to go, um, I'll turn Ricochet heel and maybe keep him around for a while. Uh, But I'm going to let that happen. Xavier Woods lost his title last week to my world champion, the Red Flame. Um, Wants a rematch. Wants to be the first person to get a rematch. Obviously, it's the go-home show. So, obviously, we are going to have that rematch at the pay-per-view. So, that was easy for me to do. So, those two things, easy to do. Um, The GM goal, run in on the most popular star. Sure, whatever. Um, Get a free arena booking card. Also cool. Uh, So, I send, because Xavier Woods wants a rematch, I'm going to do it at the pay-per-view. So I have really nothing for Xavier to do. And his uh, stamina was low. His stamina was a 28. Send him to the health spa. Get his stamina bumped up. Send him to the health spa. It all works out perfectly. Boom. Xavier's going to the health spa. Using that card. I am a little short on cash. Although I noticed last week that... Um, buying, using all the highest logistics. Brandon Banks's match show had all the highest logistics. I don't think you're here to listen to the logistics portion. Um, I used all the highest logistics and made money. So it seems to be that spending the 150000 on the logistics does work out if you book a good show. So next week's the pay-per-view. Now, I've been good, all right, people? I want you to know... I've been good. I've been a damn prince. Brandon Banks, it's been weeks since he started playing dirty. And I let it go. I let it go. He played dirty. Made it so I couldn't use some of my stars. That's fine. Not a problem. I'm the bigger man. I'm, I'm GM Lord Stephen Regal, William Regal. DC Matthews, I'm the bigger man. No problem. No problem. Needs to play a little dirty because he's losing so bad. Totally fine. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. But I didn't let it go. I didn't let it go. I'm William Regal. I'm the gentleman villain. I'm going to wait. And I'm going to pick my spots. And when the time is right, there's a shiv in between your ribs. So, Brandon Banks, I say this with love. And the best part about this is he's not going to hear this show till I'm guessing we've already recorded the pay-per-view. So I'm going to get to do this twice because I get to just just mm, drink in and, and, and savor the venom of what I'm about to do, knowing he's going to listen to it when this episode comes out. And then before then... When we sit down and do a live in-person booking of uh, Extreme Rules, he's going to get the GM messages. Because I used the double cost card, 
where all his gimmick matches are now going to cost double. I don't think that means the logistics. I think it's just a tables match normally costs 5000 going to cost you 10000 for the pay-per-view. I used that card, and I was happy. And I was happy because I used the card, got my piece of revenge, feeling good. But was I really feeling good? I don't know. I felt a little unsatisfied. That was just one thing. That was just one little slap on the wrist. Don't play dirty. Because now you got to pay double for your show at a pay-per-view. Don't play dirty. Little slap on the wrist. But I'm the gentleman villain. I'm underhanded. I'm sneaky. I'm not just going to slap you on the wrist. I'm not just going to shiv you in the ribs. I'm going to twist the blade. I learned that from watching Face Off. What's his name? Caster Troy, the villain of Face Off. One of my favorite movies of all time. You heard me mention it many times on the DDT Wrestling Podcast. Caster Troy, who begins his life as Nicolas Cage. Then, I'm not going to explain the entire plot of Face Off to you, because it's too cold in here. But then he's John Travolta. Now he's wearing the face of John Travolta. He is Sean Archer. He is the he is the hero of our story. He's masquerading as the hero of our story. And he's teaching his daughter, who has I, I suppose I have to tell you the plot of Face Off. Uh, Sean Archer is a police officer. Caster Troy is a villain. Heinous villain, heinous criminal. Um and Sean Archer is trying to capture Caster Troy, and at one point, Caster Troy tries to assassinate Sean Archer. Sean Archer is at a, a park. He's at a merry-go-round. He's got his son. Caster Troy shoots from afar with a sniper rifle, shoots John Travolta's character, Sean Archer. The bullet passes through him, I think I have this right, and kills his son. This is a Punisher story. This is the this is how in many ways this is how the Punisher starts. Frank Castle's wife and children are killed in a park and Frank Castle snaps and becomes the Punisher. Sean Archer snaps and is now just obsessed with catching Caster Troy. Uh, has an older daughter, has a wife, not really a little estranged from his wife, daughter you know, starts becoming like a goth, sort of, you know, having those issues that teenagers have. So, in order to, he catches Caster Troy, catches the Nicolas Cage character, believes he has killed him, I think is as the story goes. Um, Caster Troy says he's put a bomb. You know, he's he's has this big weapon of mass destruction sort of thing. In order to figure out where the bomb is, and save the world, essentially. Um, John Travolta's character, Sean Archer, needs to become 
the villain. He needs to become Caster Troy. They're keeping Caster Troy alive, much to Sean Archer's chagrin. And they're going to do cosmetic surgery, and they're going to take off the face of Nicolas Cage and put it on to John Travolta, you know, give him all sorts of plastic surgery to make him look exactly like Nicolas Cage, put him into prison where he can hopefully talk to his brother and get the information about the case. Obviously, this goes badly. Nicolas Cage, who is in a coma, wakes up. He forces the uh, the doctors and such to make him look like John Travolta. So now he, the villain, is in the mask of the hero. Okay, very quick synopsis of Face Off. Amazing movie. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. At one point, uh, Nicolas Cage, as John Travolta, is talking to the daughter about defending herself because she's going out to some party. There'll be drugs or whatever. And he gives her a, a knife. I don't remember if it's a switchblade or a butterfly knife. He gives her a knife. And he says, you jam it into the thigh and then you twist the knife so that the wound won't close. We've returned to our story. I'm the gentleman villain. I've shivved my loving friend, Mr. Banks, in the ribs. I gotta twist the knife. So in addition to the double cost card, I have vetoed one of his champions from appearing at the pay-per-view. Now, I don't know which champion it will be. Hint, I do know. It's gonna be Mickey James. I'm a little nervous because I can't remember what Mickey James is doing at the pay-per-view, but regardless, it's just I've twisted the knife. So I vetoed his champ and made his show cost extra. Take that, Mr. Banks. All right, those are the cards I used. So I start booking the show. Um, I look at my GM goals. I need to have Ricochet in a singles match. Perfect. Ricochet is going to wrestle Diesel. Ricochet and Kofi are teaming with Diesel and Kevin Nash, and I'm going to throw some interference in. Kofi's going to interfere, which will hopefully further irritate Ricochet because I want the Nashes to win, and then I can do turn Ricochet and do something else. That match, easy. Mid-card match satisfies the GM obligation. I don't need it to be a particularly good match. I don't need to spend any money on it. It's perfect. Xavier Woods wants a rematch. Totally fine. I'm going to have the Red Flame, newly crowned champion, the Red Flame, cut a promo. Makes total sense. Except it doesn't. Because my GM goal for this week, I have to have a run-in on my most popular star, and the Red Flame's popularity is a 98, maybe a 96. Either way, it's way high up there. Because I'm a GM god. And I took a jobber, the Red Flame, and made him my champion and the most popular superstar on my roster. But in order for me to get that free arena booking card, which is a good card for me to have before a pay-per-view, I need him to have a run-in. And I've already sent Xavier Woods to the health spot. So now, because at first I booked, okay, fine. Rollins, I mean, Red Flame will wrestle Cesaro. Totally fine. Great match. I would love to see Cesaro wrestle anybody. And I'll have Rollins run in. Rollins and Cesaro are in a feud. I'll have a Rollins run in. Except that doesn't work because Rollins is running in on Cesaro. I need someone to run in on the Red Flame. And I sent Xavier Woods to the health spot. He is not available. So what do I do? Do I just send all my other heels, because Red Flame is a babyface, all my other heels are booked in other matches or other feuds 
Uh, Samoa Joe's feuding with Kevin Owens. Ted DiBiase's feuding with Sami Zayn. If I let DiBiase do a run-in, I make it difficult for me to advance the feud. Sure, I could have had Zayn call out DiBiase or something like that. And so I said, who makes the most sense to come out and interfere against the Red Flame? And in order to do that, who better to do a run-in on a jobber done good than another jobber? So I went to the free agents, and I looked, and the only heel jobber is Brute Force, the wrestling security guard, who looks a lot like Jason Jordan. So for $6,000, a measly expense, I signed Brute Force to a 10-week contract. I booked the Red Flame versus Cesaro and this new guy. So I imagine here's the Red Flame coming out, newly crowned champion. The crowd loves him. Cesaro's there. The crowd loves him, even though he's a bad guy. And from out of the crowd comes the guy in the security guard outfit to beat up the champion. I love this. Makes me happy. And I met my goal. So those were my two mid-card. Those were the easiest things for me to do. Looking at my uh, stamina for all my other superstars, uh, it made sense to do a woman's match first, woman's match in the main event, and I made them title matches because I'm doing title matches whenever. I'm not necessarily saving it for the pay-per-view. So my opener, defending their relatively newly won women's tag team titles, Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley taking on Becky Lynch and Charlotte in a tables match. The champions retain, Io and Rhea retain, 3.5, and I get them in a level one rivalry. I already have Io Shirai and Charlotte in a level one. I believe you can have a singles rivalry and a tag team rivalry at the same time, which does open up some possibilities. So I have that as a level one rivalry. Turns out Charlotte's a natural at tables matches because Charlotte's a natural at everything. Ted DiBiase calls out Sami Zayn in an excellent promo. That's a level two rivalry. Bing, bang, boom. Diesel defeats Ricochet thanks to, well, Kofi interfered. Whether or not that helped or it was a DQ, I don't know. But Diesel's won, which means Ricochet's probably going to be even more pissed. 2.5 stars, don't care. That could have been a .5 star match for all I care. Didn't bother me at all. Rollins calls out Cesaro. Excellent. That's now a level three rivalry. Cesaro wrestles the Red Flame, my new champion. Brute Force makes his debut. 2.5 stars. Don't care because it did exactly what I wanted it to do. Vader cuts an advertising promo. I don't have a feud for Vader right now, and I'm not going to release him yet. But Vader cuts an advertising promo, which is excellent because Vader, you know, good promo guy, Vader. Totally. Gives me $12,000. I'll take that. And then in my main event, another tables match for the title, Dakota Kai versus Tamina. That is a 4.5 star match. So I get my opener. That is what I expected. You know, Bailey and Bianca from Raw should have been at least 3.5, if not 4. I don't know why it was only 2.5. Dakota Tamina, 4.5 stars. Feeling good about my show. All right. 
So we both had pretty good shows. Couple, you know, a, a weird thing. I will fully say, Brandon Banks got hosed, no fault of my own. That Bianca Bailey match should have been higher. Having said that, he gained 31,504 fans this week, which is very good. I think the last time he was at like 14. So he gained a lot of fans. Something was working. I only gained 28,000. So he gained almost exactly 3,000 more fans. Now, I did the math. I'm ahead by 173,877, if you're keeping track at home. But he cut it a little. He cut a little bit. So he is still ahead by money. He's got 800,000. I've got 578. I've figured it out. Okay. I do all the logistics. I don't worry about the logistics. Now, week 20, which is next week when I'm talking to Mr. Banks in person, a lot of new things come up. So there's going to be some money options to buy bigger arenas, to buy more stuff. So I'm glad I have that money. I still don't know if I have enough. But I'm also glad I used that double cost card. <laughs> so still in the lead. We're heading into a pay-per-view. I don't know exactly where... Um, Banks's feuds are at. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to do that live, because um, I'm not telling him the emails until I talk to him in person. Because I I saw them. The first email is, "Hey, sorry, something's come up. You can't have Mickey James." And then the next one's gonna be, "Sorry, something's come up. All your gimmick matches are gonna be double." So I wanna I wanna be able to see. I wanna I wanna bathe in that reaction. So he's not going to get to see the emails. So I'm going to have to give him this information live when we record the Extreme Rules podcast. But that's it, friends. Uh, you know more about the movie Face Off than you probably did before. Uh, we booked a show. Uh, I, I told you about my, my, my childhood. This was, this was therapy. This was a therapy session for me. And I appreciate you coming along for the ride. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Next time we do Battle of the Brands, it will be a pay-per-view or premiere live event, as they say. Uh, I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.